Hey, all board game rants here where you'll find everything solo, tabletop, gaming, and more. And here is the day in gaming for May 9th, 2020. So here we are. Thanks for joining me. We're on episode 40 of my nearly daily yammering since I started this podcast on the day that it was announced a worldwide pandemic. Oddly enough, what a day to start. But we got a Another play-in of the crew, we still not pass the same level we've been stuck on. So this is, again, a trick-taking game, cooperative trick-taking game, card game. And I have five of us, and we're playing it, and it's difficult with five people. It's just, and I've, and I've read that before, too, that it's, it's, this is the hardest playing this game with five people. And we have been stuck. We were stuck all night long. Well, all night long. We played, I don't know, I think we probably tried it seven or eight times this uh, the the mission number 14, and we can't get what came so close one time, but it's hard. But still, everybody's stuck with it. Troopers, tell you what, we're looking for that Planet 9, the quest for Planet 9. That's the crew, and uh, let's hear what else. I played a little more, of course, Kingdom Death Monster, through year one, and took on a level one lion, two more died, <laughs> but I developed my my settlement a little differently here now when people die i actually get instead of resources you get endeavor points and those endeavor points really help you especially uh increase your population comes in handy so because you only get as many normally well at least my last settlement i only got as many endeavor points to use to upgrade my settlement as the survivors that <laughs> survived the hunt. And so uh, I would normally have only had two, but this time I had a lot. I think you get two for each one that dies. So I ended up having like four, five, six, something else gave me, I think one more. So I had a lot. And then you can use those endeavor points to do all sorts of stuff. But one of them is to essentially roll to get in intimacy rolls, which intimacy allows you to increase your population. And so I hit on that a couple times. So I have already more than made up with uh, my baby-making ability, the population of my settlement. And we hit a little, um, one little spot that allowed us to level up in another way. When you hit 15 population, you get to do some extra little goodies there. So still having lots of fun with Kingdom Death Monster. Played another game of Scythe, solo, and lost again. I don't, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I think, wait. Hmm, did I play this since? Yeah, yeah, I just played this yesterday. And yeah, and I lost again. So that was my third time playing solo scythe. And I still love that game. That game is just fantastic. I plan on playing it more. I had to put it away completely because we actually needed the table space for a little Friday fun. And but that again, I've been talking a little bit about playing scythe solo. I have everything for that game, really. There's there's Rise of Fenris, the campaign expansion that came out and i have uh, the ways you can use a modular board so you don't have to use the static board but i've still only been playing with the static board and it's a blast i am waiting for empires of the north i think that's going to be here tomorrow so i uh, am looking forward to that a little bit lighter game to maybe get into but who knows when i'll get to it because right now i'm reading through the manual of core space and I busted that out. I've been reading through the manual. The thing's like over 100 pages long, but about half of it is just talks about the missions and how to set up the missions. So the rules are about half. Uh, so there's 50 something pages of rules, I'm guessing. 
and I'm around, well, okay, I'm on page 20, so I'm almost halfway there. But it's all making sense. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, the way it's put together so far, I'm following pretty easily. And the thing that's most intriguing for me right now as I'm reading through this is just the rules on movement. You know, I'm so used to, you know, movement and line of sight and all these games and all their rules and stuff. But usually, like with Kingdom Death Monster or with Gloomhaven, you have spaces that you're, you're moving to or folklore, the affliction, you have spaces that, you know, if you move two times, you move two spaces. Here, you use a ruler. And so, so there's a lot of interpretation to be done. And you have to move around objects and walls and stuff like that. And the line of sight rules seem, you know, relatively straightforward. I'm not a big fan of line of sight rules, but this, this, I don't know, maybe I'm just hankering for it, for a little more involved line of sight rules where here, like if, if, if someone's hiding behind, cause it's a 3d board you're playing. And if you're hiding behind a door, but only, you know, 10% of you is hidden behind that door, then you're not considered hidden or, or whatever. But, but if you anywhere between like 10 and 90%, so you have to kind of gauge, you know, then you're, you're considered, uh, uh, hidden or, or, um, you're ducking or I forget what the terminology is, but if someone's trying to shoot you, then they're going to get a huge, um, it's, it's going to affect their role negatively make you harder to hit because you're hiding behind something or like if you've fallen if you've fallen down and you happen to fall down behind something now they can't hit you and so all this crazy stuff it looks fun i'm i'm kind of intrigued by that that whole idea of movement and cover i think that's what they call it uh with uh core space and also too i called and i checked in on my uh, friendly local game store just wanted to know you know i know a number of those people personally and and enjoy talking to them and just ask how they were doing and the one guy kind of heads up the uh, board game area. I just said, hey, you got anything new for me? And he said, well, I mean, if you want, we've got uh, got a bunch of expansion stuff for Core Space. So now I'm looking into that. And I may have to uh, make an excuse to head over there and pick up some expansion stuff for a game that I have yet to even play yet. But <laughs> moving on. Um, oh, yeah. So today I, I recorded. I just kind of decided I wanted to do it. Under Falling Skies is that print and play, solo print and play game. So it's free. And... Again, it was highlighted on an episode of Shut Up and Sit Down. And I went through, and a lot of these things hit the hotness list on BGG. And this was the one that kind of most intrigued me. And so I printed it out real easy. Uh, very straightforward rules to learn. And I just did a playthrough. I just did a tutorial and playthrough. And I just went through it all. It ended up being a pretty, a pretty good you know, the demonstration there may kind of hit on all things that I was hoping it would hit on. So I'm putting that together and should have it together pretty, pretty shortly. It's, it's not a difficult video to put together. I just wanted to make sure it was cohesive and I didn't make too many mistakes and uh, it looks pretty good. So I will be putting that together, should have that out by the end of this weekend for anybody who is interested to, uh, to check out. Now, again, that's Under Falling Skies, a solo free print and play you can find on BoardGameGeek. that is it thank you again so much for joining me for listening i hope you and yours are doing well and uh yeah look out for that youtube video if you are interested in under falling skies we're going to be doing a tutorial and playthrough there should have that up shortly until next time on board game rants i'm out